There he is. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Get your yard work done. Good. Actually, um, I haven't done yard work yet. I started sprinkling and raining, and we had to some, run some uh, errands. Uh, yeah, I had to go drop off our uh, melon ballots for uh, rocking the vote. Nice. Um, we got some meat from a local. Gil has a friend that works at a local food pantry, and they always have like tons of meat left over. So we got like a forty-pound bag or box of chicken that we had to divvy up and everything. Jeez. Yeah. So we were able to give some to our, some of our neighbors. That works. You know, spread the love and all that. <laughs> That's very kind. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's good of you to agree that you're kind. Yeah, um, you know, humble too, right? <laughs> Humility is probably the best thing about you. That's right, um, that's right. Yeah, I'm looking at my backyard at the hours and hours of work that I probably need to do on it and just trying not to care right now. There you go. This is supposed to, I was supposed to take yesterday off and I wound up working like three quarters of the day. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything today. I don't We're blame you at all. I've got to do laundry because, you know, you need underwear and stuff. But I mean, that's, that's a, debatable. That's the. I do. I don't. I don't know about whatever sort of weird things you guys have going on there in South Georgia, but here in the civilized world, we need underwear and stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, um, so Jenna and I were talking about our um, our our parenting discussion, and the the genesis of that being her dad, and yes. I confessed. I don't remember the Bob Loves Buns story. I I remember it happening, and I remember it becoming something of a mantra. Yes. But I don't remember the conversation. Do you? Um, basically, I think we found a picture of Jenna doing her um, skating. I want to believe. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I think we just kind of buried the lead right there too, because here's here's the thing with my wife, um, and you know whoever's listening to this i i don't know why you would but um <laughs> my wife is my wife is let's call her reserved and that's probably putting it pretty mildly yes. um social anxiety like really really high on that scale and um sometime in the course of our probably before we started dating um we we, as in her group of friends, learned that when she was young, she used to do competitive skating. And I don't mean like speed skating or inline skating. I mean like regular skates, like figure skating kind of stuff. Yes. And so she would travel around the state of Georgia and I think some around the southeast doing these sorts of things. And her dad, who is also reserved, not socially anxious, but rather quiet man. Mm-hmm. Um, but also very outdoorsy, like was a forestry major and, you know, did, and does hunting and all that kind of stuff, uh, used to be left to get her ready. And so he learned how to do like skating competition hair. Right now let's not, let's not bypass the fact that we're not talking about figure skating, like with ice skates. Yes. Yes. The, these are like roller skates, roller skates, roller skate, yep. figure skating, which I, when I learned about this, when I was like 21, 22 or however, did not know that was a thing. No, I don't think anyone but Jenna did <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's like, wait, hang on. What? Um, and uh, I'm still kind of surprised. Like I, I don't know if I'm just. I feel like this might all be an elaborate long con. 
Like I'm going to wake <laughs> up, I'm going to wake up one day and they're going to be like, everything you know is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. But for now we're operating under the assumption that it's true. So, yes. So we discovered that sometimes her dad would have to do her hair. Yes. And so the question became, what kind of hair does one do for a figure roller skating competition? Which I think is a legitimate question, along with any other question you could ask about it. Yes, like there's not a, there is no such thing as an illegitimate question when it comes to figure roller skating. Right. Everything's um, on the table because nobody knows what it is. Like, well, who right. does this? Where does it happen? What does it look like? What do you do? Wait, you wear yeah. costumes? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so in the course of that, she told us, um, you also have to know, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Jenna doesn't call her parents mom and dad. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, most of the time she calls them by their first names, which their is another first fun quirk about my wife. Uh, legitimately freaked me out when for the first year and a half, I never called heard her call her mom, mom. It was always Margie. Yeah. And so like when she would talk to us about Marge and Bob, we hadn't, I had no idea who she was talking about. I thought, <laughs> had, I thought she had a friend named Marge and a friend named Bob. And I was like, cool. I've never met them before. Maybe we're back home. And then come to find out her mom is Marge and her dad is Bob. Um, and so we asked like, what kind of hairstyles would Bob do for your hair? And she said, Bob did buns. <laughs> and thus became one of the more, more legendary of our, uh, uh, college friendisms, uh, Bob Does Buns. Bob Does Buns, which has become sort of a, a challenge for us as parents <laughs> now, right? Because here's Bob, quiet, outdoorsy type, and he's learning how to do roller skating competition hair buns. Yes. And let's just be honest, that makes us feel all kinds of inadequate as dads. Yes. And yes. yeah, yeah. So so Ava does some dance stuff. Okay. And, um, you know, she just had her, and if you don't know, Ava is my six-year-old. Um, so she does some dance stuff and they just had their socially distanced dance, uh, recital where okay. we showed up at this place and they recorded it on, um, you know, on the video, put it on Facebook live, all that kind of stuff. Cause you right. can't have 400 people gathering in a performing arts center right now. Right. And, um, the legitimate conversation that we had to have in the week leading up to it was um, Jenna has a thyroid condition. So she's one of the, she's considered a vulnerable person to COVID-19. So we've been okay. taking all kinds of precautions of her not actually going out anywhere. Um, so I've been the one going out everywhere, but we had this really legitimate conversation of when Ava goes to do her dance recital, should Jenna go with her just in case something happens to her makeup or hair? Because right. let's face it, <laughs> that bun falls down and I'm like, huh, I guess it's a ponytail. <laughs> I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Uh, Annabelle, who is my six year old daughter, which they're actually like, they were born um, like 24 days apart. From each oh, that's other. true. I forgot. Um, I forgot that was that close. Wait, no, no, no. Um, when, when's Annabelle's birthday? The 25th, and yours is the 9th, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's actually 16 so less days. Less than 24 days. Um, yeah. yeah, like Couple two weeks, weeks almost. Um, which, incidentally, is how far apart our anniversaries are. I know. You were the yes. first wedding that we went to as a wedding couple, and I still haven't forgiven you for having an outdoor wedding in southern Georgia <laughs> in June. You're not I'm the a, only one. I'm You're a not sweater, Anthony. This was, <laughs> it was miserable. <laughs> um, Beautiful so, ceremony. I'm glad you guys are happy, but come yes, on. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, Annabelle has decided, like, she wears a dress every day. 
Oh, okay. Um, ever since we have been quarantining at home and the schools were canceled, she is she gets up, she dresses herself, and almost every single day she puts on a dress of some sort. Nice. Um, it's sometimes a long sleeve dress. It's sometimes a shorter dress, a longer dress. It doesn't matter. She's wearing a dress. And part of that is she will ask, a lot of times she'll ask me to do her hair. And she'll, dad, put it up in a bun. Like, I cannot do a bun. Well, why not? <laughs> it's like, because I don't understand. Like, I feel like there are, there is, there are physics yeah. involved in making a hair bun and making it not fall out. The physics just don't work. It doesn't like how it pokes up at the top out of the the rubber band. We call them hair thingies in our house. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. What you yeah, guys of course, call. Hair okay, things. so the way the we got way a whole the jar hairs... of hair things. I don't know what else you exactly. would call. Them. Yeah. Um. So the hair things, the way it stays close to the head and the hair pokes out of that does not make sense. Like that should not be physically possible. <laughs> um. And the fact that Bob figured it out and mastered it is like my hats off to him because. I still like when she's like, dad, do my hair. Like, do you want a ponytail? No, do. And she'll come up with something that's like ponytail. It is. Yeah. Um, no. Dad, I want to, I want to Elsa braid ponytail. It is like, <laughs> dad, give me honor braids ponytail. It is like, it's just, now, I will, I will say uh, Ava had very short hair for a very long time. And right. I learned how to do pigtails. Like I, I was okay. a pretty, I was a pretty good pigtailer. Um, I can do, I can do a traditional ponytail. I can do a messy bun. Like I can get it in a circle. It's just not going to stay in a tight circle. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, right. but that's about it. Like I, my, my repertoire yeah. is pretty maxed out, um, af- after that. Yeah. So I can, I can actually braid hair. I can do a very loose, not going to stay very long braid in a hair, but like when it comes to all the different, French braiding and fishtail braiding and all the other kind of braids that I never even had heard of. Um, I don't get that fancy. Um, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. Talking about hair and our little girls. Yeah. When when Ava gets out of the shower, do you guys brush her hair immediately so to get the tangles out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that your job or Jenna's job? Well, it's become hers. Okay. So most most of the time, I I bathe the kids. So okay. it would be mine, but now she's insisted on doing it. But her style of uh, brushing her hair when it's wet is to put the, the brush at her forehead and push back. And okay. that's all that's done. So everything sort of, you know, she has like the greaser look when she gets gotcha. out of the shower. Gotcha. And, yeah. Gotcha. So Annabelle, for the long, like we didn't cut her hair for, I don't like, it was a long time. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but like she was pretty older a little bit older whenever we got to cut her hair for the first time so her hair had gotten pretty long and it just we would you know split switch off who would do her hair and who you know who would comb it or brush it at night just depending on who was busy or whatever and we had to, we bought detangling spray which again i didn't know there was a thing because my hair is chopped off as close to the scalp as possible and we would buy detangling spray and we'd spray it down and then we would get a comb or a brush, or whatever. And a lot of times it would become my job to then brush it. So I had to learn how to brush hair out, which I didn't know there was a right and wrong way. Um, <laughs> but there is apparently a right, wrong, a right way, a wrong way, and a, oh my God, you're killing me way. Right. And right. for the longest time, I was a professional at the, oh my God, you're killing me style of uh, combing out a <laughs> six-year-old's hair. Um <laughs> Where, you know, like every time I would touch the hair with like the comb would get like 
a quarter of an inch from her hair and she'd all of a sudden start going yep. you know, like she yep, was yep. just anticipating it and we had more fights between the two of us trying to get her hair combed out or brushed out um than almost anything else nice um yeah we have figured out that there's this um little product placement here not sponsored uh, not yet yeah exactly um but we have discovered the wet brush yeah yeah we have those okay see i didn't i had never heard of this oh i'm still i'm still not really sure what it is i just know what it's for Right, I'm. All I know is that it's a weird looking hairbrush that work, that makes me able to brush my daughter's hair without her screaming and yelling and hitting me. Yep, yep. Um, and for that, it's worth its weight in gold. <laughs> See, um, we discovered that, but reverse six year old daughter with full grown wife for me. Gotcha. So yeah, Jenna's hair is very very curly, and okay. occasionally she would ask for help brushing it out because it gets you know super tangled and stuff. Right, and she. Okay, at one point, she liked the way that it felt when somebody brushed out her hair. <laughs> Until I attempted to do it the first few times. And then we discovered the, the wet brush, and it's become a much more pleasure, or, I don't know, pleasurable, a much more relaxing experience. Gotcha. Um, you know, as much as it still tangles in your hair, which yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with. Um, Caleb right. actually has a little bit of tangle in his hair, and like, if you get it, if you get it pretty long, when you get him out of the shower, like uh, brushing out the just just a few tangles in his hair, I don't know what happens, man. It's like they get in there, and it's, <laughs> I'll, I'll be brushing the comb, just like you know, not like even really aggressively, just really gingerly in something, and uh-huh. I'll get it toward the end of his bangs, and all of a sudden, I'm I don't have the comb in my hand anymore, like it's yeah. on the top of his head. And I'm like, how's that? Get up there. <laughs> now, just for the listening audience, whoever they might be, Caleb is... Two and a half. Two and a half now. Well, I guess he's actually almost closer to three. He'll be three in a couple months. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And my oldest, Noah, is eight. He will be nine in November. Um, and he already has a four-page long list of the things that he wants for his birthday and slash Christmas. Nice. Um, I love the detail. Yeah. Yeah, oh, very much. Like he has the Lego set number down. Oh, wow. Um, not just like I want generic Star Wars. No, he wants generic or he wants Star Wars set number, you know, making up a number 750134. Wow. Um, so that you can just plug that straight into Amazon and buy it. Hey, that, at least he hasn't gone in and made his own Amazon wish list yet. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's coming. Yeah, I'm sure. See, the the problem is that would accidentally become a an Amazon wish list would become an Amazon purchase. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that would be very expensive because Legos are not cheap. Legos are not cheap. Ava has recently um, gotten into them, and I'm grateful for grandparents. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, hey, Ava did something good, and she wants this. And they're like, yes. Awesome. I'm like, all right. That, that nice. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. So are there any other ways that I'm sure I'm not, let's, let me rephrase the question. Not, are there any, what other ways do you feel inadequate as a parent? Oh, um, all of them, all of them. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, well, you know, not to get overly serious, but all the stuff that's been happening in the last few weeks. And yes, I, Ava asked us about why all the people are out in the streets because we live in Memphis and yeah. Memphis has had about eight days of protests. Mm-hmm. And so trying to explain race relations mm-hmm. to a six year old 
is pretty challenging. Well, um, to be fair, it's pretty. It's proven to be pretty challenging to thirty-six-year-olds. That is true too. That, um, that is true. But yeah, so I go ahead. So, so that's one. Um, we a- Ava is a very she's she's pretty smart. Like she's not like mm-hmm. I don't think she's like mental level smart or anything like that. But she has always had this really good ability of piecing bits of information together that I don't feel Mm -hmm. like she should. Um, (laughs) And so it makes it very hard to get things past her. And Mm -hmm. so I, we, we just, we're always, we always have to be minding our P's and Q's. Um, She recently decided that she wanted to uh, believe in and follow Jesus. And so there's okay. that whole thing now where, um, you know, we've been trying to do like family devotions and stuff in the morning since I'm actually home. And uh, if we forget it, she'll wait until bedtime and be like, Dad, you didn't do it again. Like, oh, <laughs> thanks, honey. It'd be nice if you'd remind me, you know, before <laughs> you go to sleep when we can yeah. do something about it. But, you know, right. just just stick that knife in there. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can handle it. Um how about you? We uh, so we've been dealing with the race relation thing as well. Um, we actually did a we took a family two point two three mile walk back on um, for Ahmad Arbery. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it on purpose, and we took the kids with us on purpose so that we could talk to them about what's going on, talk to them about mm-hmm. you know the whole don't treat anyone differently, whether they don't look like you believe like you, you know, all these different things. And we didn't know how well they got it. Cause like I said, Noah's eight and about six and you know, the, it quickly became questions of nothing that related, but we tried right, right. Um, having ongoing conversations. And then it really struck me um, last, I think it was last Sunday is when Savannah had a big protest downtown and I was watching something on my phone that was uh, somebody was on Facebook live filming it. And Noah, you know, sitting at the table, Noah walks past me and goes, dad, why aren't these people quarantining? And it, cause we're very big on the quarantine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I explained to him, you know, they're out, they're protesting. And, he, and my first reaction was just to say, you know, they're protesting. They don't agree with something and let it lie. But I was like, no, I'm going to actually try to talk to him about this. And so we had a whole conversation about what happened and with George Floyd and how it didn't, you know, how it should have been, how it was, all this kind of stuff, and went back into the whole we don't treat other people differently because they look different from us or believe different from us or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's I've felt very inadequate when it comes to trying to talk to my kids about current events, you know? Yeah. Um, that's one thing. And then Noah actually is um, – He's been in the Sikh program in our schools, which is kind of like, wait, when I was in school, it was just called Gifted. Yeah. Uh, the Gifted program. Noah got in the Sikh program when he was like, I think it was like his first month or two in kindergarten. Um, and like he could read before he got to pre-K. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he is one of his actual, his Sikh teacher at the end of first grade said that, um, she's had a lot of gifted kids come through, but he is actually truly gifted. Yeah. Um, which is like awesome. And it's great. It scares the absolute ever loving crap <laughs> right. out of his mother and I. Right. 
Um, because with that, not only is does not only does the intelligence come in, but there's also the have to keep him occupied and have to. There's like a lot of scheduling stuff that we have to do with him because his brain works off of meeting schedules and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't envy Gail at all during summer times and yeah. you know, school breaks because I I have to go to work. Um, we actually started back to our, in our office this past Monday. Um, and Noah just drives, he, he thrives on schedules. So it's kind of up, becomes up to Gail to then, then do those schedules. Um, and then just that, so that's become sort of a issue. And then just the trying to talk to our kids about, you know, faith type things. Yeah. Um, Noah has shown an interest in, you know, having Jesus in his heart before. Um, we are very big on not just saying a prayer and then bing, bang, boom, you're a Christian. Right. Um, but you know, the, the continuous relationship and it's not just a one-time thing. It's a lifetime thing and all those sorts of things and trying to talk to him about the fact that he can talk to God about his anger issues and he can talk to God about being scared and all those sort of things. Um, and like I, as inadequate as I feel talking about these things to strangers, it almost seems like it's amplified when I'm trying to talk to my <laughs> my own eight year old son. You know? Yeah. Um. So I think you know it's it is a tremendous responsibility, and you know, as as people who've you know we both take our faith pretty seriously. Yeah. We've we've come through college and young adulthood you know, with our faith intact and. Mm-hmm. trying to organize our families around that um it's you know so it's it's a big responsibility for us I, mm-hmm. I think we both feel that weight and it is a little terrifying um what what i think i was more terrified of than anything with ava and and with caleb um is pushing too much mm-hmm. like and, and i'm and i'm not a pusher at all but but i am a minister and mm-hmm. and I know from seeing other ministers' kids that sometimes <laughs> they feel that they have to make decisions based on who their parents are. And then that just creates a lot of questions and trouble down the road. Right. And so I'm, I'm very conscious of that. And I don't like I want to answer questions. I want to take my responsibility to form my kids seriously. But I also want them to know that this is ultimately something that they need to choose. And mm-hmm. um, at, speaking of kids, what? Yeah, sure. Go get a snack. All right. <laughs> and Caleb says, yay, snack. Um, <laughs> so, I, I agree, Caleb. <laughs> so so we, we take this, we take this seriously and I, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to force it on her. And I mentioned that, recently she's decided that she wants to to believe in Jesus that this was a conversation that went on for about a year and a half with her Mm -hmm. because I am generally very skeptical of childhood conversions. Right. Um, Just I'm, I'm generally skeptical, but as a rule, but especially around that. And so I, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that she knew and she knew. So she would tell me, I, I want to, I believe in Jesus. I'm like, okay, well, here's what else you need to know. And, you know, would right. explain things to her. And we were at church about, I don't know, sometime in the fall when she was having to actually sit in the first part of the service before she got sent to kids church and somebody got baptized and that prompted 
a lot of questions and she, uh, you know, we tried to explain it to her and, mm-hmm. Um, she's like, well, I believe in Jesus. I think I should get baptized. I'm like, well, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. And, right. and so, you know, for her, I think the, the, the biggest obstacle was just, you know, she believed all the stuff about Jesus. Like, oh, I believe Jesus was real. I believe he was perfect. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he paid the price for our sins. I believe all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, why did Jesus die on the cross? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And, so like there's that idea of, of, of sin was, was something that was a big hurdle for her. And again, mm-hmm. not a pusher, not trying to bash my six-year-old over the head and be like, hey, <laughs> when you lie to mom, you're sinning. When you treat your brother wrong, you're sinning. And when you make fun yeah. of kids, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to do that. Right, um, right. But, you know, you try to give her some practical examples. And um, I don't we were just sitting at lunch one day when she brought it up and then I started asking her some questions and she had some understanding and, uh-huh. um, that she didn't have before. And so I told her, say, you know, well, the only thing you have to do if, if this is what you really want to do is you need to go pray and, uh, tell God all the stuff you just told me that you believe mm-hmm. this, that this is what you want to do. And I think that one of the cool things about that whole process was a couple of days ago, she said something about, or uh, yeah, a few days after that, she said something about how, um, how she just felt really different and she was glad that God had forgiven her of her sins and all this stuff. And, and she said something about doing it again. And I was like, honey, you, you don't have to do that again. She said, what do you, what do you mean? I was like, well, once you do that and you decide you want to believe in Jesus, that's, that's it. Like that's, that's your life. Like it, mm-hmm. it's a one-time thing that you don't ever have to decide again. And there's like this huge smile broke out across her face. And she's like, that's amazing. It's like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. It really is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, it is, it is. Um, and so, you know, so, and still trying to figure that out. So this is actually something that Jenna and I've talked about that we want to, we want to find out if you have a corollary. Um, Ava, as we try to explain all this stuff to her and we'll give her examples of, yeah, you know, as because you believe in and want to follow Jesus, you know, you want to try to be nice to your friends at school. And even when they say or do things that they shouldn't do, you know, you don't want to do that stuff, but you want to treat them well and be kind to them and and all this kind of stuff. There is one person in her class this year who is apparently Satan. So like every (laughs) time we give an example of, you know, you want to treat people well, you don't want to talk bad about people like there's this girl like it's charlie char well uh-huh. charlie did and blah, 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 and i said and i'm never going to be like charlie and charlie uh-huh. is so do, do you have you know what does one of your kids have satan incarnate in their class too because I'm, um, I'm afraid she might reside in memphis <laughs> um not quite that to that extent but there were um i think last not this past year but the year before there was a couple of kids that had a little click going on and every time we would talk about, you know, the way you treat people matters and all that kind of stuff, Noah would always bring up like one of the guys in that little clique of friends. Yeah. Um, and I think he might have been caught up in that little clique of friends because he he like he, he wants to have friends. Um, and he's like his father and like his mother. He's very socially awkward. Um <laughs> What? And so no. you never would imagine that, which is funny because actually his sister is not socially awkward at all. Yeah. Um, and is like the life of the party wherever she goes, whether it's a party or not. Um, but he's he struggles in that area a little bit. And so, you know, the people 
he would always want to play games and he makes up games all the time. And there would be some kids that he would want to play games with and they just wouldn't let him play. And, you know, so that was a lot of the conversation we had was, well, how do you feel when they don't play the game with you? And oh, it makes me feel so mad. Well, how do you think that makes your sister feel when you won't play the game with her? And well, okay. And then they go and play the same game that they were going to play anyway, kind of stuff. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, we don't quite have Satan incarnate, but I think we might have one of Satan. We, we probably have a couple of Satan's demons. Yeah. You, get, um, you so have a couple of minions. Exactly. We have some of the underlings here in uh, southwest, southeast Georgia. Oh, that doesn't make um, me feel good about what's going on here then. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you'd be like, oh, no, ours is way worse. Oh, no. <laughs> was, uh, unfortunately, we, uh, I think it might just be you guys. Oh, good. good. <laughs> uh, so, speak, so since this is all about Bob Does Buns, how is Bob? Uh, um, Bob is pretty good. He, he good. just hurt his shoulder recently, so he's having to deal with that, but because he's Bob, he's not stopped anything. So, right. you know, right. busted up shoulder, you should probably keep off of it and not try to lift stuff. Hey, let's go camping. So I have to set up an entire <laughs> RV. Right, um, right, right. You know, that's just the way it goes. Of course. of course. But otherwise, Bob is good. Bob is retired. They're living up in the mountains now. Okay. Life is good. Awesome. Awesome. I think the only time I ever met Bob was at y'all's wedding. Oh, really? Um, and I remember... T- <laughs> I, y'all got married in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And I had to drive up from either Sylvester, my hometown, or from Statesboro, where we went to college. And I had to drive up to Atlanta, which I I don't go to Atlanta often, and especially when I was in college. And I was I had like, this is back in 2008, so I probably had MapQuest out printed printed out instructions. Yep, pre iPhones. Um, exactly. And so I'm driving around like the city of Atlanta or whatever city we were in trying to find the church. And I remember I was maybe 20 minutes late to y'all's rehearsal. Something like that. And I remember like walking in and everybody like staring and glaring at me. And I was like, well, I'm not from here <laughs> <laughs> where I'm from. We have, we have, we might have 17 churches, but you know where they all are yeah. um, in relation to the Dairy Queen. Um, but I remember like Bob was very nice to me about the fact that I was like 20 minutes late to the rehearsal of his daughter. Um, oh, Bob, so, wouldn't have, Bob, Bob wouldn't have cared. You, yeah. you, you could have shown up like as we were walking through the stuff and he would have been like, Oh, good to see you. He's like one of the most yeah. laid back people in the world. Right. Right. Which does explain why he would learn to, and be a, be very proficient at, uh, hairdressing for figure skating competitions. It's true. It's true. Maybe yeah. we just need sedatives. <laughs> The, I think I'll just not be good at hair if that's what the case is. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> yeah. You want to go yeah. the lazy route. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. Okay. Well, that's like 30 minutes. So It is. It is. <laughs> Who's going to listen to us rattle on for 30 minutes? <laughs> oh, they listen to the first one. So but That's true. There's yeah. at least 15 people out there. Probably eight of them are related to. At least, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's fun, and that's why we're it's doing it. Exactly right. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, I have both kids banging on the porch window, so I'm going to get back to them and make sure that, you know, Satan hasn't been unleashed. There you go. Well, I've got the grass call my name, <laughs> so I need to go take care of that. So, woo, have fun. 90 degrees after oh, the weather. There you go. The grass. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right Benji, my friend, it was, it was fun. It was. Talk to you later. All right, next time. All right, so it's time for the fact check with Jenna. 
Jenna, I think the most important question from <laughs> my conversation with Anthony is roller skating? Yeah. Do tell. More, more information, please. Because we know nothing. Okay. So, when I was little, I had a friend who was trying, like, her dad was trying to help her figure out, like, what sport or whatever, and so they would invite me to come along. So, we tried tennis, and that didn't work out. We went to a gymnastics class, and that didn't work out. And then we did um, roller skating, which most any rink probably has. Any roller skating rink has some type of um, team. Do they? <laughs> because I went to roller skating rinks, and this is the first time hearing of it. Uh, well, most of them do. There was it was figure skating, kind of like you do on ice skates, but on wheels. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. So, second important question. There are costumes. Yes. Okay. They're like ice skating costumes. So, there aren't specific roller skating costumes? No, they're just like... Well, Don't say wait. it like it's a stupid question. Nobody knows what this is. <laughs> um, no, they... you Most of the time you had somebody make you a special costume that went with your song that you were doing your routine to. Oh, there are songs too. Have you never watched an ice skating competition? Do you think that I've watched an ice skating competition? <laughs> you have sisters. I don't know. I don't know your life. <laughs> We've been married for 12 years. <laughs> you should probably know my life and if you don't I think this speaks to a larger problem. <laughs> I mean you've had like 20 years before me so. Moving on. Anyways. <laughs> we're not getting Yes, okay, Fruitless yes, conversation. There, were, there were costumes, but then you could buy at any kind of skating store online, yes, there were skating stores, you could buy practice outfits or skirts that you could wear with t-shirts and practice with. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and Bob helped you get ready for these competitions. Okay, he helped me get ready for one, so most of them, most of the meets we did were in Georgia. But they'd have like regionals and nationals if you, you know. No, I don't. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole reason we're having this conversation. Don't. <laughs> I just want to take a nap, okay? <laughs> so, anyways, one of the meets we went to was in Pensacola, and Margie, my mom, yeah, that's another the, question. Like, yeah, Pause. I'll get to there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would we'd normally all go as a family if we could, like, make a vacation of it, and um, but she couldn't go, so we she had to teach my dad how to do a bun, <laughs> and so I think Dad and David took me, um, a family friend David took took me, and I went and skated and. And Bob did the bun. Bob did the bun. But it was only a one-time thing? It was only a one-time thing. Okay, see, I this mean, has been mythologi mythologized to such an extent that Anthony and I revealed some severe inadequacies about parenting. <laughs> I know. Over the thought that Bob he regularly did, did no. buns. I mean, he probably could have. I mean, once you know how to do it, you could figure My it out. My experience with hair is not that once you know how to do it, you can do it from there well, on out. Well, that's because like Ava keeps cutting her hair and doing different styles and such. That might be fair. 
Now, onto the onto Bob and Margie. Okay. First off, I've I don't call my dad Bob. I call my dad Dad. That is not true. That is true. That's not occasionally. Occasionally. This is your time to BS check me, and I'm BS checking you. You you call him Bob more often than not. When I'm talking to him, I don't ever. Most of the time, I do not say Hey, Bob. I say Hey, Dad. My mother, however, I call her Margie most times. And that goes back to when she's around other people or at work or around family, I would go, Mom, 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 Mom. And eventually I would just have to say Margie before she acknowledged that I was talking to her. So I just cut straight to the punch now and go straight to Margie, and it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) So you got a list. What else else do you feel the need to clear up Um, here? I, w- I was just going to point out that I don't think I ever said Bob does buns. You didn't have to say it. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out that I never, that was never a phraseology that came out of my mouth. So. It's a distinction without a difference. Yes. And which leads me to, Anthony was talking about um, doing girl's hair and how hard it is. And that he can't do buns, because Bob, you know. Bob could. Bob Bob could have done a bun. I just now figured out how to do a bun on Ava's hair, and she's six, and so I've felt myself a little inadequate, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, you probably should, because Bob could do it. I know. And I have to use, like, a, they make this thing called a bun donut that you have to put, that you have to string the ponytail around, and then you... I'm terrible. At make a bun. And then you make a bun. <laughs> yeah. And then you just bought, you put bobby pins in it. But Bob could do it where he just used a ponytail and bobby pins and um, a hairnet. And I had to use a lot more stuff than that. So hmm. I'm, I guess I'm still, still lacking in that. So we are all inadequate <laughs> and not measuring up to the standard of parenting. And then, um,. At one point, you talked about brushing out my hair. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of made me sound like a prima donna that I would have you brush my hair out. So I just want to kind of explain. Sure, 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 why sure. Why? Yeah, sure, sure. I, I need help. So I have curly hair. In some that was most, noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have curly hair, and it does better if you put gunk in it and you don't brush it. It curls better, and so sometimes. <laughs> After I would put gunk in it, and it would be a day before I took a shower, I'd have this big old knot of curls in the back of my hair, and I couldn't get the brush through, and my arm would get tired because I had no muscles, and I would just be pretty pathetic, like, Benji, please help me. So it's not that you're a prima donna, it's that you're pathetic. (laughs) Your own words. (laughs) I... I... (laughs) It's just really hard, okay? Yeah, that doesn't sound pathetic. I have muscles now, so, but it's still, it's all the way back there. It's in a weird spot. I just need help sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you should love me anyway. <laughs> 12 years, dear. 12 years. <laughs> Anything else you want to not correct me on? <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, Anthony said something about... Uh, um, 
Noah already having a Christmas list, and I just wanted to, to say that we do the same thing with our kids. Well, every time we go in a store, it goes, I want this, and I'm like, put it on your birthday list, or your Christmas list, the, the, or the your Easter list. That our, our kid doesn't know how to write yet, and so this list is purely imaginary, and we have no intention of remembering anything <laughs> I'll just go. She'll go, I want that toy. And I said, okay, I'm putting it on the list. And then we never have to revisit it because it's on this imaginary list. Quote, unquote, list. (laughs) Quote, unquote, list. She hasn't gotten to the prime and uploading. Yeah, we're not going to be able to do that for much longer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it works. And we got Caleb. We can do it with him for a while until he wises up. But so (laughs) we got a a few more years. Um, Anything else? She wouldn't let me see the list. She no. made the list and she laid it down a second ago and I started looking at it and she snatched it away. Um, we were talking a little bit about... Um, you guys were talking about having like tough conversations with, with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found that our problem is, is that you and I, we don't have a lot of alone time so we tend to have conversations at dinner when the kids are around mm-hmm. and... You know, Caleb's just, like... Happy to be here. Yeah. And oblivious. And Ava acts like she's not listening, so we'll have a conversation. And then a day later, she'll bring it back up out of context and be like, what is this? And we're like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. How do we, how do we explain? What's what's prejudice? What's racism? What is... What do you mean racial reconciliation? And you're like, well... Okay, so... We do a little bit more explaining than we went to, but... Yeah, we haven't been able to get away with anything. No. That kid's sharp. Ever. We haven't been to get away with anything ever. So now, because we haven't been able to get get away with anything, the other day she was like, how do planes fly? And so I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you know, they have wheels and they have to go fast and they have a wide wingspan. And she goes, Jenna. Honey, they just fly. You press a button and it flies. No, and she I, said, goes, oh. I, said, I said, no, you, you buy a ticket, you get on the plane, and then the plane goes up in the air. It's just like, oh, okay. And I thought she was going to want like this lesson about like aerodynamics and all this stuff, which I have no knowledge of, but I was, I was trying. Which is, which is why God made story bots. <laughs> For real. Although, every time we ask her about something, she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, what's DNA? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you've watched the episode like 20 times. She lied. She knows all about it. <laughs> Not that a six-year-old should know about DNA. I'm just saying we watch Storybots a lot. Oh, well, ours does because Storybots. Because <laughs> Storybots. Um, that's really most of what I have. And then I will end with Bob Ath- or Bob. Anthony asked how Bob was doing. And he is doing well, and he's retired, and he's actually just hurt his shoulder because he was not here. So he was being stupid <laughs> and lifted something that was way too heavy that he shouldn't have been doing anyways and hurt his shoulder. But, ooh, ooh, one more thing. Anthony said that he was late to our rehearsal, and everyone turned around and glared at him. I don't think that is what happened. <laughs> What, what had happened? What had happened? Because I, I don't even, one, I don't even remember him being late, but I just remember having so much fun at our rehearsal. Like, I liked our rehearsal day. Like, I had more fun there than at our wedding. 
It was a lot more stress. The wedding day was a lot more stressful, but I. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to go down that road yet. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. There's one little note on the stress of that day. Anywho, but I don't. I don't. We were all pretty jovial and in good moods. So I don't think anyone would have turned around and been like, "You're late. You're a terrible person." Go I mean, ahead. I might have done that, but it was all jokes. So the stress of the wedding day. Just for posterity, mm-hmm. uh, I think we were less than five minutes into our marriage before I got yelled at for the first time. Okay, here, what happened? What happened yeah, you, was... Yeah, you tell the people. So, my dad married us. It was very sweet and cute, but he forgot to do the procession, so it was called recess, whatever, where people walked down the aisle away, whatever. So, Benji and I left, and then dad accidentally, like, dismissed everyone. And realized it, and I think he hit himself in the head with a Bible because he felt bad. <laughs> and so, because everybody was still there, although like people were still in the sanctuary, and we were supposed to take pictures, but we didn't have a lot of time. And she was like, "Let's just go there." And I'm like, "We're not supposed to go in because there's people." And because I'm a rule follower and a schedule keeper, and all of it was going wrong at once, and I didn't know what to do, and I did snap at so you. So you yelled at your new husband. But I love you. <laughs> 